Welcome back to Lays with Gumption. This is episode 128, Party Favors. I am Jessica, and I'm here with... Only Tatiana. Yes, we are down May. She is at Virtual Sundance, so she will be back with us next week. Uh, but in the meantime, we are Lays with Gumption. We recap DCTV in a flash. You can contact us on Twitter, at DCTV Gumption, where we do our Twitter live tweets. Um, <laughs> you can send us your feedback via our email at ladiesofbegumption at gmail.com, or you can send us asks on Tumblr, ladiesofbegumption.tumblr.com. You can find our um, podcast episodes on the Podomatic app, our site, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, um, or you can become a Patreon, and you can get all of those episodes, plus more, all of our uh, Patreon-exclusive episodes um, where we wrapped up Stargirl, we did Doom Patrol, um, The Witcher. More recently, we did Bridgerton. We've done Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, The Mandalorian. An eclectic range. Yes, a lot. A wide range of pop culture subjects. So if any of those are of interest to you, our Patreon is currently on sale, um, mm-hmm. 50% off. Happy New Year to everybody. Um, $5 to sign up to listen to us talk about all of those subjects. Um, include, if you like, want not us just... to do a little dance, maybe we will do that too. <laughs> we, won't, we, we won't make love or get down tonight, though. So, <laughs> no, you know, just a dance. We, <laughs> just a dance. <laughs> we are good girls. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just the new episode. So if you want to, like, maybe if you've, you know, always wondered what we wanted to say or what we were saying about some series that we covered, um, but you don't have the funds to continuously contribute then you know you can go on there look through our library and then peace out if you want but every little bit counts to help us keep the podcast up and running so any support would be very much appreciated um oh also the boys so yeah amazon prime you have a whole lot of shit on that patient exclusive so if you are interested please please take a look in the news um have quite a bit wide-ranging news that came out this week Mm-hmm. Um, the Justice League, the Snyderverse cut, finally has a premiere date. It's going to premiere on HBO Max March the 18th. So, finally, we'll see. Yeah, we'll finally see what his vision was. Well, yes, what if it lives <laughs> up to the hype? Please, God, right. live up to the hype. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, well, you know, I guess it. I guess it should because we've. It's been so long, and it's been such an ongoing conversation. But at the same time, I'm a little petty, and I'm like, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> Because <laughs> this should never happen in the first place. But, you know, I, I hope it gives everyone what they want, right? I hope fans yes. are satisfied so we can put it to rest. And then I hope the rest of us are just not scarred. It's all we can, <laughs> all we can hope for. Um, also in the HBO Max Cineverse or whatever, <laughs> DCU Titans, um, they just announced that they cast Jay Lycurgo mm. as Tim Drake. Yeah. So we're moving on down. We might, they might as well just call Titans, like, Gotham. Right, <laughs> or, or Bat, the, the Bat, Bat Family. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me that someone mentioned, yeah, the first comment I saw, you know, I published that that this news happened on, on a site. Exactly. The first comment I was like, I don't want to be rude, but Tim Drake is white. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like... You didn't want to be rude, and yet here you are. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for the heads up. I did not know. So, yeah. 
anyway, um, congrats to that guy, and hopefully, um, you know what? And he's also mm-hmm. in what's what's kind of funny because he's already in the Bat Family uh, because he is the um, in the Joker gang in um, Robert Pattinson's Batman movie. Oh, well, that's kind of fun. Like in, in the trailer, that yeah. was like a still of like you know these kids mm-hmm. in paint face paint or whatever, and there's like this one still shot of him and there's like oh my gosh i've been thinking about this kid all day and like he's like hey thanks that's me and now he's tim drake so that's so cute oh so he's he's just like hopping all over the dc universe maybe it's like a multiverse in another in another world in another time tim drake could have been part of the joker game exactly i love that and uh what's interesting is i missed this whole twitter um dialogue but ryan potter um Oh yeah. I apparently got into it with a lot of different people um over the casting and Oh really? Yeah. Um defending Jay. And I think it, you know mm-hmm. at one point it turned into a commentary on being like a biracial actor. Mm-hmm. So I don't like I, I can't really speak much about it because um like I said, I didn't know <laughs> that that was going right. down. But it did kind of lead into another tidbit that someone's like, well, anyways, tell us what's going on with our storyline. He's like, storyline? <laughs> <laughs> like he has one? Is yeah. That... <laughs> like, what y'all mean storyline? So, oh my God. He got salty. Yeah. He was in a salty mood. So. Oh, poor guy. I <laughs> hope that he has one in season three, but that's not well, looking good then. Yeah, it doesn't it's look not like looking good. No. <laughs> so, Yeah. So that's what's happening over in the Titans area. Um, on the CW-verse, uh, Superman and Lois had an official poster release. And one thing I thought was really funny is that um, one of the comments underneath the official poster was like, I didn't know that Superman's kids are like Bill and Ted. <laughs> yes, I saw they, that. They do look like Bill and Ted. It's that so was funny. so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Superman oh, and Lois' awesome adventures, yeah. <laughs> and also, yeah, I saw my friend sent me that, and she was like, "Your husband doesn't like people of color because <laughs> the poster is just the like the white family." And I was like, yes. I was like, <laughs> well, that's super- he's my ex-husband. There's a reason for this. The <laughs> reason we got divorced." <laughs> but yeah, I was surprised that it was I mean, I know it's literally their family, and like they are both white, so like of course their kids are white. But like, what's with? You know, why do we even have Lana Lang and her whole family if it's not relevant? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> so far, the like the marketing has not at all focused, just been, you know, mostly him. And then now we're like, and also his appendages. So. Right. So that happened. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that was all of like the DC universe kind of news that I remember. Um, but in adjacent pop culture news, Jodie Turner-Smith has been cast to star in the Witcher Blood Origin prequel series, which is exciting. So yay, Jodie Turner-Smith. Um, and then also another thing that I wanted to kind of touch on before we get into our main topic was, um, and I guess we could, because we've touched on these kind of topics before, and maybe we can like build into an actual episode later on. But um, recently, Sabrina, the Netflix series, actress Tati Gabrielle recently revealed that she was the one behind Prudence's signature finger waves, opening up the conversation once again about, you know, inequality in, um, you know, Hollywood, 
hair and makeup scene for black actresses versus their white counterparts. Um, Cause she had a like, you know, I think in, in the start of maybe season two, she actually had to sit down with the producers of the show and be like, you know, it's really not fair that I have to wake up hours early and do my own hair while my white counterparts get to come in and right. feel pretty and get done up. And um, that sparked other um, people commenting on um, other instances where this has happened. For example, um, High School Musical. I can't remember what the girl's name, the actress's name was, but um, her signature. Yes, Monique Coleman. Yes, yes. her headbands. Yes. That she got the headbands put on. Headbands because, like, the hair and makeup couldn't do her hair and, like, fried her hair. Yeah. And so, so she had to, like, you know, wear a headband. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, um, Boy Meets World. Why can't I think of names right now? Um, but Angela, like, you're talking about Angela? Yeah, yes. The actress that plays Angela, whose name that I swear I know, but it's just, like, blanking right now. Um, she had talked about, you know, before she started working on the show, she stayed up, like, all night and did, like, for hours and did micro braids in her own hair. And that was, like, you know, her, like, she was the one that was doing her hair. And then, of course, people brought up Candace Patton and the panels that she did about, you know, diversity and her own struggles with finding, um, hair and you know asking for hair and makeup and and not being labeled a diva because she's asking for people that know how to do black hair and black makeup so um i mean every time you see it it's just we know that it happens because there's so many actresses that talk about it but it's you know every time you get another story it's just like why is this still continuing the fact that hasn't changed yet is so like it's not surprising and yet it's incredibly frustrating because it should be surprising. You would think if this was any other situation, they would have gone to correct it immediately precisely because everyone's talking about it and everyone sees that it's a problem. Mm -hmm. But I guess, I don't know. They just feel like they can get away with it or they don't. And I feel like someone else made up like a good point, like on Twitter about how, you know, black hair and makeup people are usually are prepared to do, any kind of makeup from like yep. black people to white people because white people have been like the standards. So if you want to work in the industry, you have to know how to do white people anyway. And they already know how to do black people because they're black and that's why they have a lot of experience in it. So one would think that they would be in demand because they can be used for multi different purposes. And that's just not the case. Right. right. So, because like, look, what I would say is that clearly beauty schools need to change and make it so that you learn both or just all hairstyles equally, but that wouldn't solve the case of, like you just said, black hairstylists already know how, so mm-hmm. why wouldn't you hire more of them? Like, they do exist. People who know how to do it exist. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. It's wild to me. Yeah. But. Subjects for other. <laughs> Another podcast. podcast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so getting into, um, do we know if. I don't think because I'm trying. I'm trying to think now if Javicia has, if they have black hair and makeup on instead of Batwoman. I feel like we saw that they did. Yeah. Did I we? Feel, I feel. Um, I remember maybe that was one like, Instagram story yeah. of like Javicia in the chair and there was like a white lady doing her hair. So I don't know. Maybe but. Um, and I feel like if they wasn't there wasn't one for Megan. Yeah. Season but four Javicia probably wouldn't did- be. Maybe if there's not a black, a black woman there, maybe there is someone who does know. Because I know she said they talked about making sure that she's, like, obviously black, you know? Mm-hmm. So, 
I mean, maybe she just doesn't feel comfortable yet coming out and be like, actually, they suck. Maybe so. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> a couple of years down the line, we'll see that. Like, because at first, Candace wasn't speaking out about the situations, you know. And then once she was in a comfortable spot, she was like, actually, no. They were terrible, in fact. <laughs> so, so we'll see. Hopefully not. Hopefully there's, you know, someone there that knows what they're doing. Yeah. But um, in this week, we'll be talking about um, last Sunday's episode, episode two of Batwoman. Um, we're talk about our joy, what didn't bring joy, and our predictions. And we do have some feedback that we'll discuss after our recap. So Todd is going to take it away. Yes, uh, we are here in side A, the one and only side. Twinkle, twinkle, little bat. How I wonder where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. So in this week's episode of Batwoman, Ryan took a quick spin in her bat gear, but then after giving it back, she was facing the daily challenges of life as herself, not being able to get a job because she has a prison history, and stopping robbery of a convenience store, only to be arrested for causing the robbery, even though she stopped it. Meanwhile, Alice has a new devious plan to get the attention of Gotham and Sophia, involving bat poison and the antidote of her own blood. Of Mary's blood. Well, of Mary's blood, yes. With Kate still missing and the city in an uprising, Luke and Mary are desperate to find a stand-in. In a pinch, Ryan dons the suit again and comes face-to-face with Alice for the first time. So she'd be like, you killed my mom. And Alice could be like, you are not my sister. And <laughs> that makes me mad. <laughs> um, back at Crow's headquarters, Sophie and Jacob Kane try to uncover who had a vendetta against Kate. And then Luke is really bitchy to Sophie because his OTP fell apart. Again, Kate is gone. Um, Alice wants to team up with Julia against Sophia, but then she gets her own meeting with Sophia by doing the bat poison thing. And then she and Sophie were both nabbed at the end by Tatiana. Me. I made a cameo appearance. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what you missed on Glee. So, um, my one and only guest, Jessica, (laughs) tell me what brought you joy in this episode. I think it's it's really nice to come into Batwoman this season with a new with such a huge change to the show and not really feel like whiplash or that it's a different show. So I like the the continuity and how smoothly this transition has been. So that's really good. Um, in this episode in particular, I liked Ryan's attempt at adulting and going for that security job interview. I feel like she's really committing at the end of like the the previous episode when she's on the car and talking to her mom plant and she's like, you know, I really want to live up to this idea of heroism and not just like play at it in, you know, someone else's suit um, that she doesn't really feel like she can fit into at the moment. So um, I like that she's following through on that promise to her mom. Um, I think it's really admirable of her and it kind of shows again, you know, how she's already kind of had these hero qualities. Um, I think she gave like her interview was not that bad. Like, I think she gave some really clever answers for her colorful history. And I think the interviewer guy was tripping. Like if it was Bruce, like he would have like definitely snatched her up and made her like a bad girl immediately. She would have had the job. Like if he was like, not even like if she went with the interviewer guy and like Bruce is in the background, like watching and the interview is like, no, you don't have the job. And then Batman will come in like, you, you have my job. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I, I liked all of that. Um, 
I also like that she did her best to, again, put like words into actions at the convenience store because, you know, when it was getting robbed, she definitely could have ran and saved herself. But she, you know, was going to be the hero even without the suit. And it it pissed me off that she got arrested for that. But um, I like, you know, I like her side of it and and the intention was there to be hero. Um, I also like the flashback. I thought the flashback was a pretty cool way to, again, tie Ryan into the story. Like, she's been in the story all along, and we just never knew because she was in, you know, the cityscape. But the fact that she was saved by Kate in the past, and, um, you know, Kate kind of inspired her, and now she's in the position, and that's, like, repeated at the end where she's in the position where she's in the suit and she gets to save, you know, this other like homeless girl that's looking up to her. Um, it's a really nice kind of parallel and, and full circle moment. Um, I liked her. I, I really like Ryan and Mary's relationship and the parallel similarities between them and how they've become each other's biggest champions. Um, you know, like Ryan kind of storming in at first and confronting Mary and everyone else, which she makes a good point. Like when she's in the um, room with Sophie and she's like, y'all are just covering up like Alice. The only reason why Alice doesn't get shot dead is because she's a white woman. <laughs> and, you know, Sophie kind of like let 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 it slip that there was something right. more to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she confronts Mary and it gives Mary space to actually be like, no, I don't like I hate Alice. She killed my mom. And that's something that they had in common. So they like bonded even more. And then I also like later for Mary that when Luke is like, you know, upset that Ryan wants to kill Alice, like she can't do that. And, you know, Mary finally gets the opportunity to stand her ground and push back um, about the fact that everyone's like trying to tell her to get over Alice killing her mother. And so and she has a right to be mad about it. And um, that kind of bonds her and Ryan as well. So I like that she got the space to be mad. Um I like I like a lot of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good episode. It was a yeah. good episode. <laughs> um, Alice in general was like fantastic. I I just love her creativity. Um, I like her teasing Julia and calling her like Penny Loafer <laughs> and all these other like Penny names. Um, I like that. I didn't like I didn't have any clue what the fuck she was doing with like the rat and mouse and the bats in the beginning, but the whole reveal of her plan. But, like, basically making her own COVID-19 and, like, poisoning the city was pretty genius. And, like, it used bats, so the symbolism is there. And she created her own literal, like, bat signal to call the bats to the Gotham protests. And I'm just like, what other villains are doing it like her? Like, the creativity, um, the imagination. <laughs> the creativity. <laughs> A for effort, Alice. Yes. And, and it's, it's so funny. Like, when she offered Mary the antidote, I was like... I was as skeptical as Mary. I was like, is she for real? Like, you just poison these people and then you offer the antidote for what? Like, what is in the antidote? You know? And it's like, it's like she's like a Sour Patch Kid where she's sour and poisons Gotham and then she's sweet and gives the antidote. Like, I don't understand. Um, but, like, you know, her reason for doing it was just, like, super creative and getting Sophia's attention, which she did. Um, so that was cool. And then Ryan's like moral dilemma of having to choose between personal revenge of going after Alice versus saving the city. Again, it ties back to the whole theme of like what it means to be a hero. And and Ryan is having to go through these growing pains of wearing the suit is not just for you, but for the city as well. 
and um, you know, even how she found a way to destroy the bats because I feel like that also circles back to her interview in the beginning, her job interview, which she didn't know was for Batwoman, but it really is. <laughs> <laughs> and how like she thinks outside of the box because I don't think that Kate and definitely Luke wasn't thinking outside the box. Like they they don't have the same perspective and life experiences to think the way that she thinks. And, um, you know, that's something else that I think team that needs. So, um, she just brings like a fresh eye and it's, it's like really, really good episode. <laughs> yeah. I love, you know, you pointed out the ways that she does make it fresh, um, which I think is so true. Uh, it does feel like, like, it feels like a whole new show in that it's not stale. It feels, you know, mm-hmm. like they have literally reinvented the wheel, but at the same time, we have all these same characters that we came to love in the first season. So we do, we do still feel that continuation, but I think they're doing a really great job of like phasing Kate out and into Ryan um, with like, you know, having, like you already said, like the connections with Kate. And then also it's like, we see the, the torch has been passed to Ryan and then she can still pay it forward, like you just said. Um, so I really like that because it does make it feel like it is a legacy. Like I feel in these two episodes, like Kate was Batwoman for much longer than she was, which was like three seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it so, but it doesn't feel like a blip in the radar. It feels like something like that was then and you know, and now this is like the new age, right? Mm-hmm. So I like it because I think Future it's, state. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just like doing justice, I think, to to Kate as a character, but also Batwoman, the the icon that is Batwoman, and why someone has to step into it, and why Ryan is the perfect someone, why mm-hmm. she fits so well. Um, so yeah, like I said, we had the um, connection to Kate through letters and the journals and the actual run in. I feel um, like the letters in the journals was just, like, too coincidental and too on the nose, the way that they did it. Like, sh- I mean, it works, but, like, right. mm-hmm, okay. It's really, like, like, sure, she's been writing in her diary. I, I believe you. But. <laughs> and she opens the exact page where Kate right. talks about her. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I guess she could, have, she, could have, she should have flipped a little bit more. She should have flipped through a little bit more. But she was, in season one, she was, like, writing these, like, letters to no yes. one that are actually to Bruce, right? So, like, like I guess it's because I imagine she's, like, reading the Bruce diaries. But, which is kind of, like, a funny, like, I guess being a bat is a terrible idea, right? Bruce went missing. <laughs> Kate went missing. Watch out, Ryan. Watch out. Um, that's why they needed someone outside the family. That's what it is. Um, also, the fact that Alice, like, used Mouse as part of the plan. Um is just because Alice is unhinged and I love I love seeing her like this <laughs> I think that it's great that there's just like no holds barred now and she's just gonna go for whatever because she has nothing like she has like literally nothing left to lose even though she was the one trying to lose the thing she had before but <laughs> but now she's like out way out there and then also I loved the scene with Julia just like it was like okay are you gonna help me no stab I was like okay sure <laughs> hi stab yeah she's like a child <laughs> exactly, exactly. She's like a very, very dangerous child. Yes. Um, and I very much enjoy that. Of course, Rachel is eating, you know, chewing up all her scenes, eating. She ate the roll. Good. <laughs> Good for her. Okay. Um, yes, like you said, Mary and Ryan bonding over dead moms. Thanks a lot, Alice. Was great. I thought that they played that scene really uh, naturally. Like, again, like, it's another thing that can be just like a coincidence. Like, oh, I commend, like, Alice killed my mom. Oh, my God. Martha? Your mom's name is Martha, but they did it much better than Batman versus Superman did. Um, and also the fact that Ryan was there for Mouse's arrival 
makes it much easier for her to smoothly tie herself into the plot and then mm -hmm. step into the role. So that it's not just like, oh, who previously wore the, the bat suit? Okay, Ryan, hey, come come here. So they did it very um, very naturally. The transition. I, also, I think I also like that Luke was like really uh hesitant and yes. like against it <laughs> right and I, I love that like mary is kind of like ryan's champion in this mm -hmm. and because she was so out of the loop with kate last season she was like the last person to really get involved but she would she would have been as much of a champion um for then so now she's really getting her chance to shine as part of the bat team and oh sort of, like, i forgot one point you reminded me of when she was like coaching ryan and how to look <laughs> heroic <laughs> <laughs> yeah She's like, Mary. you're doing amazing, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mary is like a perfect cheerleader. Um, so yeah, I love that she's getting that chance. And then of course, because Luke has his own connection, not just like, because of course, Mary cares about Kate as her sister, mm -hmm. but Luke has his connection to Kate as Batwoman. So he's mm -hmm. like in more ways hesitant about bringing and someone And he's out. tied to like the, the Bat legacy as yeah. well, whereas Mary is not so much. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, all of that was great. Also, I really loved that Sophie and Julia scene. I also just don't like Julia. I don't know why. I'm just like resent <laughs> Julia. So I liked what when... is wrong? I don't know why. I don't know. I we got in a nod. I was like, why is everyone hating on Julia <laughs> anymore? <laughs> yeah, wrong, but... I don't know. <laughs> but when she was like, um, you know, did you break up with me because you can't trust me or because of Kate? And I'm just like, okay, listen. It's obviously both. And she said that. I love that Sophie was like, you know, it's both, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, I love, I still love Kate. But also, you're a liar. So, <laughs> like, why would she, There, even if she wasn't still in love with Kate, which, of course, she is. And I feel like Julia obviously knew that. Um, why would she want to be with someone who made her feel, you know, alienated? So, whatever. Suffer, Julia. Is she really that actively involved in, like, keeping <laughs> her in the dark, though? <laughs> no. No, but, you know. I think it's just like that feeling like when everyone knows something but you, right? right. You're going to take it out on the people that knew. And of course, the only person who she can even take it out on because she's not connected to anyone else is Julia. Um, but I do wonder where they're going to go with that relationship because the possibility of, I know that like Leanne pointed it out, you know, like, oh, Julia. Oh, no. Yeah. Ryan and, Ryan and Sophie have had run-ins before. So they have like some kind of history. And Sophie mentioned like, Ryan's ex-girlfriend being um, problematic or whatever, right? Uh, and so... But Sophie could... was also just being a hard-ass, so... <laughs> yeah, she was just being a hard-ass. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, they could go somewhere with that if they wanted. Mm -hmm. they could, you know, you could have, like, a random flashback where you see some tension between them in a previous moment, etc. Uh, if they wanted to build on that being a relationship. Right now, the main relationship is Julia, so maybe, you know, some, like, obviously something can happen to Julia very easily or something's happening to Sophie and Julia's yeah. answer, and they can build You know that. what I was, like confused mm -hmm. about like at the end when Julia does like her good thing and like tells Sophie like oh I found out where Alice is hiding yeah. don't you love me again <laughs> 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 I thought that they were going to go together but Sophie mm -hmm. went alone apparently yeah that was so weird I don't know why Julia would let her go alone or why right. like I know why Sophie would think she could do it alone which you know <laughs> sure but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why why Julia was like, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so so I know this is like predictions, but I feel like they could do something with that, with Julia coming in to help save the day and, you know, proving her love or whatever. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. save Sophie from Sophia. Exactly. Um, anyway, 
I, I love that Mary was like taking charge of replicating the antidote that she's the one that brought it to them. And I love that she pointed out that she didn't get any credit for it. Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and also, I don't see why, like, how she's so removed from Hamilton Dynamics when basically right. is her com- it should be her company. Like right. whose company like, is it now? Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a medical or I guess it's not medical, but she has medical background. So maybe you'd think that she'd be like doing like at least an internship or something. I know she's still a student, so or whatever, some kind of like nursing student type of situation. I don't know what she's doing, um, but but you'd think that they they would have her in line to to be working with that company. She's got two parents who are like conglomerate people, and she's just like and she has no conglomerates. <laughs> socialite life, I guess. Socialite medical life. I don't know what's happening. Lord and Queen didn't have these issues. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Sexism. Okay, anyway, yes. Give <laughs> give Mary a career storyline. Thank you. Anyway, um, also I yeah, again, like Alice's plot for like everyone was just like, wait, I don't get what she's doing. Like, why is she doing this? And I was I love that about Alice. You just don't know what she's doing, but you can trust that it is going somewhere. And mm-hmm. then of course at the end, she's just happy. She's like happy she's getting knocked out by Tatiana <laughs> and taken to Sophia. <laughs> Because that was her plan all along. And I guess Sophie's just along for the ride. Um, like, can you just, like, make a phone call? Right, or, exactly. <laughs> Come take me, Sophia. <laughs> but I guess she had to She had to poke the beast. Um, or poke the hornet's nest, whatever you want to call it. Also, it does make me excited for, like, what Sophie and Alice dynamic we might get next mm-hmm. step. You know? Like, if it's coming down to, like, taunting Sophia, would Alice, like, be on the side of Sophie, you know, helping Sophie in some way if that upsets the fire or whatever. I don't know. We'll I see. feel like Alice would be really annoyed that Sophie cannot follow Alice's logic of yeah, what they need to do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like she's like, I don't get it? No. And Sophie's like, I do not. I do not get it. <laughs> so um yeah, I did like I liked when Luke finally accepted Ryan as part of the team. Also, because I just want Mary to have family. I loved when Mary and Jacob hub, hugged. And I was like, oh, yes. Even though it's still, you know, working on opposite sides. <laughs> but, you know, Mary's still hiding stuff from him. He's still, like... He's still him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's still him. <laughs> but I do like that Mary's getting some acknowledgement. Like, yes, you know, yes, my only family member, Mary. <laughs> um, yeah, and excited. Like I already said, I'm excited to meet Sophia. Excited. I feel like they've done a good job of hyping how scary she is. So we will see if she lives up to that hype. Um, I did, there was an um, e- EW Entertainment Weekly had an interview with the actress who plays Sophia, okay. which is, I retweeted it on LWG mm-hmm. Twitter or D- at DCTV Gumption. So you can read. It was a really interesting read because like um, Caroline Dries had mentioned in a previous interview that um, the actress, I can't remember names for shit today, but. <laughs> Um, about how she brought kind of a motherly vibe to her dynamic with Alice. And that wasn't something that the actress had like intentionally brought, but I guess um, the way she was looking at Alice as kind of this lost child mentor type situation. And we'll get to see a lot more. Cause we remember like last season we had, we're like, how in the hell did Beth go jump from like, this to all the way to Alice like they're feel like there's some gaps missing and I think the gaps are going to be filled in with Sophia coming in and seeing the dynamic between 
her and Alice. That could really add some like color to the whole situation. Yeah. Um, and she also said it's a really interesting um, Shivani guy is the name of the actress. Okay. But she also talks about like some of her. Um, we shall eventually get to interact with the other ladies. And I think she has a run with Batwoman, um, Ryan, around like episode eight or something like that. So um, we'll be seeing a lot more of her, definitely. But yeah, seems like very, very interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely uh, interested. I like the idea of her being like motherly because it is kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm sure she taught Alice some of what she now knows kind of mm-hmm. thing. So. Contributed to Alice is crazy. Exactly. <laughs> and dramatic exactly. flair. Yeah. <laughs> All cool. right. So um, what did not bring us joy? I will like say one one last thing about the joys um, that I didn't really mention, and I don't think we, we really touched on either, but just the appearance of Tatiana and at the end, um, I thought was really strong. And it just kind of made me think like, wow, there are a lot of strong women on this show. Mm, yeah. And they're not like strong, like hashtag girl power, you know, <laughs> yeah. hashtag feminism strong. They are like right. actually strong, like three, three, developed character so i think that's yeah, pretty that's exciting true. that's true there we have many very complex ladies on this show. yeah and they're not all like one type of lady there's like very strong lady villains or very strong you know lady civilians and and you know the heart of the show kind of girls and the you know happy you know the the lucky charming girl like there's a, like they'll just you know variety and all everybody's like in depth developed and uh, yeah it's great so <laughs> we love we love to see it <laughs> love to see it <laughs> what um, do we not love to see <laughs> jacob <laughs> <laughs> i just i didn't really like the interrogation of mary and luke by joseph and sophie like i swear to god <laughs> joseph jacob yeah well i he doesn't like, deserve his real name <laughs> i give Jacob an inch and he takes a mile like last week I was like man I feel sorry for him and now this week I'm like oh my god like why did I even feel sorry like it doesn't really make sense to me that his approach to finding out you know his daughter's Batwoman and he's possibly like partially responsible for her death or like feeling guilty about it to attack his only remaining child with suspicion rather than approaching her from like a place of understanding um so I really did not understand why he was going at Mary so hard. Um, I didn't like Luke and Sophie's um, talk either. I feel like there's a lot of good tension there actor-wise between Cameron and Megan. But I feel like Luke hit Sophie with like a low blow. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Guilting her into thinking, you know, it's her fault for not loving Kate enough. And that's why you know, the crows versus Batwoman went the way it did and all that kind of stuff. I feel like that was a low blow. And, you know, it's like, really, dude, you really, like, she just lost someone that she loved, just like you lost someone, your best friend. Like, did you really need to go there? Um, and on first watch, I, because I'm like, why, why, why are both sides doing this to each other? Like, this does not feel like the way to heal mm-hmm. <laughs> to me. Right. And I, I, I think, like, I kind of guess I could see from Hamil Fox's POV, mm-hmm. um, the whole like deny, deny, deny is because the crows are, from all they know, the crows are still hostile towards Batwoman, possibly. Right. Um, they don't know that Alice told Jacob that 
Chaos Batwoman. Mm-hmm. So who knows what they'd do to the rest of the Bat Team, what the Crows would do, um, including including possibly like shutting down the Bat Cave, which is right. not great. So I kind of get it, but I'm still not happy about it. Um, <laughs> and I'm also not happy. It's probably going to take a lot longer than I anticipated for Jacob to have the kind of relationship with Ryan that I predicted last week. Right, right. Because um, I was like really, really annoyed. <laughs> I was annoyed at his annoyance <laughs> mm-hmm. when he noticed that someone else was wearing the bat suit. Because I'm like, yeah. why do you get to be, you don't right. get to be annoyed. It's like, it's not like you were happy when it was your daughter. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just yeah. glad that when, um, that Alice's bats distracted him enough that he couldn't confront Ryan when she came down to the crowd mm-hmm. to look for the bat signal. Because I definitely thought that was going to be like a confrontation there. So I'm glad that didn't happen. Um, the whole, like I, I alluded to earlier, the whole Sophie Ryan thing, the whole the whole fact that Ryan is doing the right thing, and you know the first time her first offense of the whole drug possession, um, we know that we were told that it's not her drugs, and right. she went to jail uh, for someone else, and we didn't get to see that, but this we're seeing in real time of her doing the right thing, being a good person, and still getting confronted by like hostile authorities for a crime that she didn't commit um and like her whole confrontation with Sophie I feel like another intense convo and it was like was it necessary because like wait you wait till the owner woke up or at Mm -hmm. least like check the fucking footage to see (laughs) what happened right I feel like Sophie just looked really dumb when the crows finally corroborated Ryan's story after she was like talking all this mess and you know Side note, why, and I'm going to keep, like, complaining about this every time so someone, like, gives me an answer. Like, why are the crows interrogating Brian in the first place? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, This is a juicy PD job. Like, I doubt the convenience store owner owns enough money or makes enough money to hire crow security on a daily basis. Like, this should be GCPD. So, someone explain it to me. I don't know. Um, That's so true. I feel like they just kind of forget that that's the case. Um, Yeah. That, that. That he's not part of the Gotham PD. He's literally a private security company, like you said. Because I don't think we even see. Do we even have characters that are just police? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would even actually be. I I hesitate to say anything crow related would be an interesting storyline, but I do feel <laughs> like it would be more interesting to see what's wrong with the police. The crows even need to exist. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, but oh well. Is that the end of your of your dislikes, or are you? Well, that was the end of my my rant about the GCP distinction. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I feel like Sophie has just been taking her anger out, anger at herself, out on mm-hmm. everybody else all episode, which was not the best side of Sophie. Um, even Julia got bit, which you know, Tati doesn't <laughs> care. She doesn't like her. <laughs> um, and then you know, Julia, she got yelled at by her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um broke up with her over a dead woman, got stabbed hey. by Alice. Like, it was just not, like, a great <laughs> day for Julia. It was not a great day for her. Yeah. It was no. not a great day. <laughs> I think that's probably all my dislikes. <laughs> you, you did not like Julia's no good, <laughs> very bad No terrible good, day. terrible, very bad day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. But, <laughs> but yes, I, I do agree that they're, like, dumping a lot on Julia without her really, you know, she hasn't really done very much to... <laughs> to warrant all of this <laughs> as for my own dislikes I definitely I think that the crows just you know like you said being the police doesn't make any sense 
Um, and so, and I definitely, I dislike the crows, especially because like Jacob sucks, obviously, whenever he does crow things, he brings out the worst side of him. But it also brings out the worst side of Sophie. Like we were saying, yeah. her being a hard ass against Ryan, like why would she have such trouble believing that Ryan could have done something heroic? Why wouldn't you check like right. footage or like go out of your way? To, like, I'm sure the convenience store owner didn't say, yes, she was stealing things, right? I mean, unless he's just, they're just crazy. And like just even look at the store, like how messed exactly. up the store is. She obviously couldn't have done that, just whatever. So I, it just seemed really unbelievable that she would go out of her way to not believe um, Ryan. I know they have the history, et cetera, so that might be why. But if Ryan really is as innocent as we, you know, are being told she is, that she really hasn't done all that much, it just makes Sophie look even worse that on multiple occasions she right. can't see that Ryan is actually a cool person. <laughs> or even so. if, like, even if, like, Ryan did have, like, a bad history mm-hmm. and she did do some stuff that people change. Yeah, people change. <laughs> yeah, so it was just it was and then like 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 you said when they confirmed that actually her story was right. I was like why was that so hard? Why wouldn't you just wait to find out? Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then same thing with them like asking uh Mary and Luke about Batwoman, like it just feels like it's kind of like going nowhere. I know like you explained why they would hide it from them and like I get it, but at the same time, I think I would think Ryan, maybe Jacob's just been a bad dad. He's just been terrible at life. So I guess that might be why. But at the very least, Sophie, you would think one of them, like, you would think either Luke or... Good cop, or bad Andy, cop kind of thing. Yeah, would at least have faith enough in one of them to be like, hey, listen, Kate, who is missing, she she might be dead. We're very sad. We love Kate. Was that woman? <laughs> you know? It might actually bring them together. And I feel like there's no reason to not want them to be together. I don't. I don't feel like it adds to the story that they are battling the crows and alice it's alice is difficult enough (laughs) we don't need to do that so yeah so that was that was like jarring to me also jarring continues to be whenever they have kate's like kate's words are being said but it is another character saying them and i'm like wait who's talking right now oh it's kate (laughs) like isn't there a robot voice that sounds like Ruby Rose or a Ruby <laughs> Rose impersonator that you can hire to read Kate's dialogue? Would that be like breach of contract or something? I don't know. I don't know if you like copyright a voice or. Yeah. <laughs> I really feel like we should do that. It's really weird. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel, I, I just feel like they're, they're adding some complications that I don't think that we need. And I wouldn't want to get like you like you had already predicted. I want to get to the time you foretold when <laughs> when Ryan will have the dynamic with Jacob Kane that that woman should have. Um, we want that, you know, Batman and Gordon kind of thing going on. And right mm-hmm. now I don't see how Jacob could ever be Gordon. He should just, I guess, die and leave Mary with literally no family. And then Sophie could be Gordon. But they still aren't doing that. They're still not giving her the, the space to really be. And she would be. That's the thing. If she knew it was Kate. She knows Kate now, but I mean, if she knew that they were working with, with Kate, and she could help them and be part of the team, I'm sure she would be cool with it. And no, none of the annoying parts of her crow life would have to rear their ugly heads again. But yeah, that is that is all I have because for the most part, I'm liking the season so far. I think that they're off to a good start. Um, it's just untangling those last few webs, I guess, of. Albums from last season. Did we see? I can't remember if I saw a trailer for 
next week. But I think episode three, if I remember correctly, is Batgirl Magic. Hmm. That's a good title. Yeah, I like that (laughs) title. Yeah. So, and I think that a lot of it's going to be in, um, what is that island called? That island. Cortana or whatever. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah. I think it is Cortana. Cor- no, yeah, I think it is Cortana. Cortez. Or Cortez. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Cortana, but... Cortana. Um, Coriana, okay. Coriana. Coriana. There you go. Sophia, Coriana. So that's cool. Is it going to be like... Oh, because they're taking them there, right? That's why. Yeah, because Tatiana's okay. taking them to meet yeah. Sophia. Yeah. I would do that. All right. <laughs> you would do that. <laughs> it is called Batgirl Magic. Ryan continues to prove herself as Batwoman. She encounters the challenge of living a double life. Luke continues to have reservations about Ryan. What else is new? Oh, I remember. Mm-hmm. Victor Zaz was in the trailer. That was what was the big mm-hmm. thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. I like that. So now, yeah. So that would be interesting to see. Um, we did have some feedback for this episode yes, from... Please share what the Shang had to say. The Shang. He says, hey, li- hey there, lovely ladies. One, do you think the other shows are going to acknowledge Kate's death? I mean, especially Supergirl, since they are trying to make it seem like Kate and Kara were tight. I'm sure it'll be mentioned, but I feel like so much time will have passed between Supergirl airing and Batwoman airing that... Right. I feel like I they would have to, they'd have to mention it. They'd have it, to but mention it, but yeah. That big of a deal. Yeah. Um, two, honestly, I don't see why they can't ha- still have a crossover. It's literally canon that, that Lena knows how to make kryptonite. The Bat Team could go to her to, f- to reverse engineer the kryptonite poisoning. Um, but then at the same time, Alice finds out that Lena can make kryptonite and kidnaps her to torture her to make some more. In conclusion, I don't really want Superman and Batwoman crossover. <laughs> who, who does want that? Um, well, we're not I, now, right? I was so confused when they brought, brought up in the first place. Like, why would you do that instead of just like Supergirl? Um, he also wants to know, I want to know how Alice gets her coin and feeds herself. That is a good question. Um, does the Wonderland gang just steal food from shops or does she have an area of Gotham where they got to pay her rent? Like what's going on? Um, for Alice just made Penny Royal a lot more interesting for me. Like he's not a Julia fan either. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, yes. like I'm not too fond of Julia cause she keeps hiding secrets and it's kind of annoying. Um, five, lose the hands on the hip. Mary is a Supergirl, girl. isn't she? I'm dead. And then finally, I can't wait to see Sapphire. I, the, I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Sapphire is on fire. <laughs> it is. It is. It is spelled like that. So just as you know. it should be. Um, I want to know what's up with the lady boss and Alice. I'm sure. I sure hope they explain everything. I'm going to be quite annoyed if they spoke real cryptic in episode three. Also, I'm quite surprised we're getting Victor this early. But damn, they really be pulling out a lot of villains. Elmariah Shing. So thanks, Shane. You're better than Suara, who said no feedback. Call out both. Call out. Feedback. All right. Well, now that we've covered the feedback, is there a lady with gumption who is not Ryan? <sighs> you know what? Alice. I'm going to say Alice. Oh, Alice going all out. Yeah. Yeah. That was that took some imagination and creativity (laughs) and a lot of gumption to pull that off. Certainly did. Only to get a callback, like all of that for some attention. That's pretty, pretty ballsy. That's true. Kid, like toddlers everywhere are jealous of her skills. So, so shout out 
to Alice. <laughs> Lady with gumption of the week. Um, do we have any predictions that we have not already said in our in our previous discussion? I, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, we're going to get to see some fun dynamics with Alice, Sophia, and Sophie. I do feel like Julia will have to make a comeback um, by helping. Yeah, I don't, like, everyone's, like, waiting for Penny Moore to die. I don't think it's yeah. dead just yet. I yeah. guess that can be a prediction. Yeah, but, that's the thing. Um, I, I feel yeah. like there's no reason to have Julia there if you're not going to continue I that. Think, yeah, I think it depends on how much the writers actually love Julia and or the actress because... Obviously, if Kate was still around, this would be like a superior Eddie type situation where it's a good mid game ship for Sophie, but Kate and Sophie are in game. And now that Kate is out of the picture, it either speeds up the death of that relationship or that relationship could blossom into something different. And I'm not exactly sold on what the writers intend to do. But if they love the actress and the character, I can't see them just like killing the ship immediately for the hell of it so right right i'm sure that there, there, there was more story for that ship if kate had stuck around and mm-hmm. i'm sure it would have died for the sake of kate but now mm-hmm. kate is dead so mm-hmm. there's no reason for it to die a mm-hmm. and b there's still that leftover story resolving you know sophie has to move on one way or another mm-hmm. so either she moves on with with julia. julia yeah or julia is at least a stepping stone and then she's you know flying solo so yeah, um, I think that that will then cover our uh, Batwoman feelings, and then you can come back next week, same bat time, same bat place. Hopefully with all bat three of us. With all <laughs> bat three of us, yes. Next <laughs> week will be bat in the fold, um, back in the cave. So <laughs> in the meantime, you, you can send us feedback if you want to on either any news or the show uh, at DCTV Gumption. Uh, on Twitter or ladieswgumption at gmail.com if you want to send us an email or ladieswgumption.tumblr.com if you have some asks to ask. And we will publish the full extent of asks on the Tumblr. So, fare thee well. Bye. <laughs> Bye.